the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, that is exactly what it is. And according to you, thank you so much for joining us as we get underway this morning at eight minutes past the hour of nine o'clock. It is a Monday. It is the tenth morning of the second month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Coming up in about a half an hour on the program, we're going to talk to our friend David Ray. It's been a while since we have checked in with Fair. Fair, of course, is the Federation for American Immigration Reform, and uh, we've got something to talk about. Boy, oh boy, do we, Tucker. Carlson on Fox News last week uh, pulled back the curtain on a piece of legislation that is quite simply terrifying. President Trump covered a lot of topics. I don't want to be hearing that right now. Uh, That's for later. Um, But uh, Tucker Carlson uh, talked uh, this past week about, like I said, a piece of legislation that is terrifying, and it would be more terrifying if um, it had any chance of passage. But because we do have, for the time being, the brick wall that is the United States Senate, which has a Republican majority of 53 to 47, and a president who's got a veto pen or a veto stamp that he can slap right on this thing, there's not too much to be concerned about right now as far as it becoming law. But who knows what comes this November? Who knows what happens if things go south for, uh, I don't know, the Constitution and for uh, freedom-loving people in this country and for people who would choose to be protected uh, and have laws enforced rather than have them completely ignored because of the social experiment that is being put forth by those in the Democratic-controlled House right now who would put forth such a bill. The bill um, is called the New Way Forward Act. 
It is a terrifying look at what would be a very different country, quite honestly, if it were to pass. So, Dave Ray, it's about immigration, obviously, which is why Dave Ray from the Federation of American Immigration Reform uh, will be joining us at 935. I'm going to save the details about what Tucker presented and what um, we have to be aware of uh, for 935 this morning. Beyond that, we have uh, open phone lines. Congressman Jim Jordan normally joins us on Mondays. He has been pushed back to tomorrow. So there's uh, plenty of opportunity for you to dial 216-901-0945 when you're ready. 888-281-1110. If you think I'm going to start the show today with the dog-faced pony soldier, you'd be mistaken. I'm going to hit it soon, very soon, in fact, because it is just so hilarious. Uh, but moreover, it's really indicative. It's a real eye-opener as to who and what um, the perceived, at least as far back as you know, a couple of weeks ago, the perceived Democratic frontrunner is really all about. This man is in a really different place than the rest of this country. Joe Biden is in a very different place. He is just flat out out there. He forgets what day it is while he's speaking. He forgets what city he's in. He makes these strange challenges to uh, people who question him, calling them fat, calling them liars, calling them dog-faced. I mean, this guy is just absolutely falling apart. His campaign fell apart in Iowa, and it's going to fall apart a little bit more in New Hampshire. And Lord knows if he can ever recover from that. But the real question for Democrats is, do you want him to? He is just embarrassing himself on it. We always knew he was a walking gaff. He really was. A gaff machine, if you will. We know he is just, you know, prone to sticking his giant foot in his giant mouth more than anybody maybe ever um, in American politics. And a guy who gets so much respect as being a great candidate without ever having done anything. Joe Biden has never won a primary in all the times he has run for president. He's never won a primary, not one single primary or caucus in his life. And yet he has been given such respect as the man, the man who can beat Donald Trump like a drum, as he always says. He can't beat his own members of his own party um, ever. And he's lost. So I do want to get into that. Um, And we will talk about what he called the young 21-year-old questioner about his national viability as a candidate a bit but i actually want to start the first audio i want to give you today is from something that i did not watch last night and that is the academy awards um did you watch the oscars if so call me and tell me why i actually threw something up on facebook and twitter last night that was just a lot of fun there were some really really great suggestions too i threw this up on my my facebook and twitter page yesterday And what I wrote was, um, list the terrible things you'd be willing to do rather than watch the Oscars. And I said, I would start. I'd rather endure a root canal while simultaneously undergoing a colonoscopy. That that just, (laughs) you got some problems at both ends. Uh, But I'd rather do that to watch the Oscars. I can't stand it. My wife turned it on immediately. She loves that stuff. That's fine. Uh, The red carpet pre-show or pre-awards show or whatever they called that thing, I, I just saw what I needed to see. Okay. And by the way, I also put this down, and I'll say it out loud, too. I, there was a time in my life that um, going to Hollywood and seeing the big Hollywood sign and experiencing Los Angeles and Beverly Hills, and it's just a different life out there, was on my bucket list. 
you know, a lot of people have travel bucket lists, right? I want to see Paris before I die. I want to see, uh, you know, all, all of Europe uh, before I die. There's all kinds of bucket list people. One of mine was to go, and I thought I was going to do that when I moved to San Francisco 20 years ago. That's right. I lived in San Francisco, well, actually suburban East Bay, uh, Walnut Creek, California. But anyway, that's where my daughter was born. Um Thought we would go down, but it's seven hours by car. <laughs> it's like driving from here to, you know, D.C. or New York. It's not exactly next door. So we never did it. We never made the drive down in the time that we lived in California. But I always had it on my bucket list. I'd like to go to L.A. and and visit and sightsee and do the tourist thing and everything else and see Hollywood. That desire is gone. I, I not only would, do I not have a desire to go visit, visit Southern California, Los Angeles. I don't know, maybe San Diego. Not only do I not have the desire, honestly, I would have to think really hard if somebody offered me money to go do it for uh, for for a, for a paycheck. I don't know if I would do it for a paycheck. Uh, I have no interest in what goes on out there. It is just so far removed from reality and the the reality in which we live, the society in which we live. Maybe it's because I'm in the Midwest and I am a Midwesterner at heart. And yeah, I've lived in a couple of places, but this is always home. I don't know if it's the values. I don't know if it's just the politics. I don't know what it is. But I have no interest in L.A. Anyway, so it's one of the reasons why I had no interest. I don't like award shows in general, and I had no interest whatsoever in this particular award show, which is probably the worst of all of them, talking about the Academy Awards. Because you knew politics was going to happen, and I just didn't want to get myself agitated. I sat there and watched these uh, billionaires uh, and millionaires self-glorification festival for three hours in which they all told one another how great they were and gave each other awards for being awesome, as they see it anyway. So I just had no interest whatsoever. But what I did do this morning was I found this, a nice little montage of the most obnoxious Oscar night political takes and I want to say thank you to our friends at Gravian who gave us this montage as they looked for, on award show night, the award for the most obnoxious Oscar night political take. Enjoy. Thank you to the Academy for this honor of honors. They told me I only have 45 seconds up here which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week. I'm thinking maybe Quentin does a movie about it. In the end, the adults do the right thing. Zing! As Mindy noted, animated movies are loved everywhere. In fact, Frozen 2, or as climate change deniers call it, not Frozen 2, has been dubbed in 45 different languages, which means there are so many great versions of Elsa. For instance, Canadian Elsa is basically the same, but with health care. Zing! Uh, These are terrible, by the way. These are terrible attempts uh, to try to drag their politics into into this award show, which, of course, is standard fare for every award show. People have it harder and harder these days. And we believe that things will get better when workers of the world... Unite. A call for socialism. And the winner is? We go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for a calf. And we put it in our coffee and our cereal. Yeah, but it's it's very tasty. 
Uh, that was Joaquin Phoenix, who won the award for Best Actor last night for his uh, performance in Joker, a movie I actually did see and quite honestly enjoyed. It was really an amazing performance, but rather than just uh, accepting the award for his performance, he had to make sure to tell you that Eating meat and drinking milk is just uh, terrible over the anguished cries of the of the cow that is being milked. Okay, there you go. So that's uh, I just wanted to throw it at you because I didn't want to say that I ignored it. I ignored it last night, but I, of course, always see it's, it's kind of like the Democrat debates. I usually don't watch them. I usually just search for the highlights after the fact. Because watching them just gives me anguish and heartache that I don't need. And I'm smart enough to know when and uh, time and place that I, uh, that I have to endure things that just cause me uh, annoyance. And uh, especially obnoxious things from the far left. So there you go. That's, uh, that's what happened last night in Hollywood. They uh, congratulated one another for being awesome. And they took turns criticizing virtually all things conservative. And that's the way it is. All right. Uh, we'll get a quick time out here. We got a... Uh, open segment for your phone calls at 216-901-0945. I am going to address uh, lying dog face pony soldier. We will talk about Joe Biden, and we'll play a game of what if. We will also talk coming up at 935, again with David Ray from the Federation for American Immigration Reform, about the New Way Forward Act, one of the most destructive. And it's right up there, quite frankly, with the Green New Deal as 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 one of the most destructive bills or pieces of legislation ever put forward within an attempt to totally transform a country from what it is to something else that they want it to be. All of that coming up on AM 1420 The Answer. All right, 23 minutes after 9. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning edition of The Authority. Appreciate you being with us. So we've got to, we've got to address this. Um, I, don't want to, I don't want to self, or not self, I don't want to try to diagnose from afar because, A, that would be unfair. I've never examined him. And, B, I'm not a doctor. I can't examine anybody. But from a layman's outside point of view, Watching and listening to the daily Joe Biden meltdowns, I have to wonder. That's all. This is not a diagnosis, not an accusation. I have to wonder if dementia is in play, um, if some other sort of perhaps age-related, perhaps not, because he's been this way for a long time, uh, other psychological condition is in play. I, I, I just have to wonder it because I don't know the answer to it. But what I do know is that Joe Biden, on a regular basis, an almost daily basis, is saying things that has the rest of the country recognizing this man is running for president of the United States, scratching our heads and saying, what did he just say? I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of bizarre world. So Joe Biden yesterday was in New Hampshire, a place where he admitted he is going to take yet another hit. He admitted he got a gut punch in Iowa because he finished fourth, not second. The supposed Democrat front front runner that that Donald Trump is so afraid of that he had to try to ask Ukraine for help in digging up dirt on him. So goes the ridiculous impeachment narrative. Joe Biden, the front runner, didn't finish second. He didn't finish third. He finished fourth in Iowa. He admitted it was a gut punch and said he's probably going to take another one. 
in uh, in New Hampshire. That's really interesting. He's going to take another one in New Hampshire. Now, I know there are a lot of New England candidates over there. Elizabeth Warren is a Massachusetts senator. Obviously, Bernie in Vermont. and But Joe is kind of, too, in Delaware. But he is trailing and in fourth place um, in New Hampshire as well. And perhaps he knows it. And perhaps he's feeling the pressure of it. Because he was at an event yesterday in which... A 21-year-old Democratic supporter, a Democratic voter, was there to talk to him, if not flat-out support him, asked him, how do you explain your performance in Iowa and how, essentially, she's asking, how viable will you be in a national election against Donald Trump? And his response has the entire political world and, quite frankly, just Main Street America scratching their heads and saying, wait, what? Hi, my name is Madison, and I'm a con student at Mercer University. And, oh, awesome. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit... Okay. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you're arguably the candidate with the greatest advantage. That's, that's not a radio problem, by the way. It is the mic that they used at the event that keeps cutting out. Sorry about that. That's all we can do. In this race, you've been the vice president weren't burdened down by the impeachment trials. So, or in the participation, so how do you explain the performance in Iowa, and why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? It's a good question. Number one, Iowa's a Democratic caucus. There have been no caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're... you're now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. You ever been to a caucus? You're a lion, dog-faced pony soldier. You, you heard that right. That wasn't edited. That wasn't some sort of a glitch. This is what he said. He, he, this is Joe Biden at his best or worst, depending on your perspective. You're a lion, dog-faced pony soldier. He, he, he said what? You're a lion, dog-faced pony soldier. So you're first calling her a liar. You're a lion... Second, you're calling her a dog face. Dog face. Finally, you're referencing her as a pony soldier. Pony soldier. Put them all together in your app. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. Now, the coverage of this strange, bizarre world in which Joe Biden lives and, 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 and politics and campaigns, um, the coverage of this is, is really incredible. For the Trump side of things, people, and quite frankly, for the reasonable, rational side of things, people who are not is essentially not in bed with the Democrats or in bed with Joe Biden's campaign, right? People are incredulous and asking themselves, what in the world? In the Biden sphere, and that, of course, means in liberal land, uh, places like Twitter, they immediately said, no, 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 he's not losing his marbles. No, he's not insane. No, he's not really crazy. No, 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 you don't understand. He was referencing a John Wayne movie. What? What? Twitter covered the dog face pony soldier escapade as a trending topic because it was getting so much attention. And this was the lead paragraph in introducing the topic to the Twitter sphere. Quote, Channeling John Wayne, Joe Biden calls woman a lying dog-faced pony soldier at campaign event. That was the headline. Then the graph. 
When a voter asked about Biden standing after Iowa, the former vice president asked if the woman had ever been to a caucus. When she replied she hadn't, Biden called the woman a lying, it should say had, by the way, Biden called the woman a lying dog-faced pony soldier, referencing a line from a John Wayne-featured movie. Now, what's the significance of that, you ask? The significance of that is, of course, they literally are trying to sell to you what damage control the Biden campaign put out immediately and selling it to you as just accepted fact. And there's only one problem with that. Nobody can name the John Wayne movie in which he or anyone else said the phrase lying dog-faced pony soldier. It doesn't exist. Oh, they're stretching and reaching and saying, well, there was once reference to a, a pony soldier in a John Wayne movie, never coupled with the word lying or dog-faced. There was another John Wayne movie in which he called, uh, he said the soldiers were dog-tired. Oh, well, then there you go. If we piece together enough places from John Wayne movies, we can find the words dog and faced and pony and soldier all at some point in various John Wayne movies. And so we're going to paint this as, no, John Joe Biden hasn't lost his mind. He was referencing a John Wayne movie. His damage control team, literally, that's what they are, because they're, it's called, in politics it's called rapid response team. His rapid response people on Twitter were jumping all over conservatives who were quite quite credibly and reasonably asking what in the hell he is talking about. And they're jumping and saying, it's a John Wayne line. Number one, they cannot prove that it was a John Wayne line. And number two, it doesn't explain the answer to this question. Why would he be using a John Wayne reference to a young crowd of potential voters in New Hampshire? Does he think that's going to connect? And lastly, this question, even if it was a John Wayne movie, which it wasn't, at what, for what purpose would he look at a 21-year-old voter who's asking him about his viability and call her a liar and a dog face? Before the pony soldier, at what point would that reference, even if it did exist in a John Wayne movie, be appropriate for the circumstances? The man is lost. We'll talk more about this later, but i got to get news now, and then we're going to talk to Dave Ray of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Don't miss this. Coming up next. All right, 936 onward. Thank you for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer, for this Monday edition of The Authority. So I have not heard anybody else reporting on this. Shockingly, I haven't even heard anybody from the from the uh, House Freedom Caucus, our friend Jim Jordan, whom we talked to. And admittedly, we, of course, all have been uh, engrossed by the impeachment uh, hoax and uh, the sham that is now over for quite some time. But, um, but I haven't heard anybody talking about this other than Tucker Carlson. And I've had a lot of my listeners contacting me and saying, Bob, have you hit this yet? Have you talked about this yet? Did you see this yet? And my answer was no, 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 and no. Although I did see it like everybody else did on Tucker Carlson. So before I bring Dave Ray into the program, just a slight little bit of background for you presented by Tucker Carlson about something called the New Way Forward Act. It is a piece of legislation that might be the most radical legislation this side of the Green New Deal that we have seen, which is intended... I thought Tucker Carlson put this very well. It's at 4,400 words, almost exactly as long as the U.S. Constitution and with the same goal that the Constitution was, to create a whole new country. 
The problem of, was, of course, the Constitution created the great republic in which we now live. This one would create, it would destroy that republic and create something very, very, very uh, uh, much different. The legislation is, pro- is sponsored by 44 House Democrats, including at least two of the squids, uh, Jihad Omar and Alexandria Damasio-Cortez. Um, the document is to essentially remove deportation as a criminal penalty for felony convictions. Keep in mind, we're not talking about convictions, as Tucker says, quoting him now for double parking. The bill targets felony convictions, serious crimes, that send you to prison for years. A press release from Representative Jesus Garcia from Illinois very explicitly says, he brags about the bill, breaking the prison-to-deportation pipeline. Under current U.S. law, legal U.S. immigrants can be deported if they commit an aggravated felony or a crime of moral turpitude. That is a vile, depraved act like molesting a child. Under this bill, supported by Democrats, the New Way Forward Act, crimes of moral turpitude such as those are eliminated entirely as a justification for deportation. And the category of aggravated felony... That gets circumscribed as well. Under current law, immigrants who commit serious crimes like robbery, fraud, child sexual abuse must be deported, regardless of the sentence they receive. Other crimes, less severe ones like racketeering, require deportation as long as the perpetrator receives at least a one-year sentence. But if this bill passes the House and Senate and was signed into the law by, uh, into law by the president, any president, which means this can go past the Trump presidency, there will no longer be any crimes at all, that automatically require deportation. None. And that's the terror of this thing. Let's bring in Dave Ray now, as promised. Dave Ray is the with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. He's our go-to guy whenever we have matters of immigration to discuss, particularly ones as grave as this. Dave, good to talk to you again, my friend. How are you? Hey, Bob. How you doing, buddy? Great to talk with you again. Good to have you here, my friend. Um, all right, Dave. Uh, I, I wanted to just kind of give a little bit of a backdrop here before I let you take off on this and talk about right. this from the fair perspective. Um, how, how long have you guys been following the New Way Forward Act? Because I think a lot of us heard it for the first time on Tucker's show last week. Uh, we've been watching it. It was quietly introduced in December, but obviously, you know, Washington has been so hypnotized with the ongoing uh, impeachment that uh, really not, uh, really sucked all the air out of the room, and nothing else has really been mentioned uh, until after we got that behind us. But this is incredibly disturbing. This is the most radical immigration reform bill ever ever introduced in my lifetime, or perhaps ever introduced. Period. What's so scary about it is that it's not supported by just some small fringe group. They actually have about 10% of the House of Representatives as co-sponsors already, 44 Democrats. So this is something that should be taken seriously. You know, we call these types of bills marker bills, kind of the same way the Green New Deal was. These are introduced as markers to lay out and say, this is where our party wants to take this issue, and this is how we're going to contrast ourselves against President Trump, who is all about border security and deportation. So like you said, I mean, it removes uh, the option of deportation from people who have been in this country as legal immigrants or illegal immigrants and have committed heinous crimes against children, rape, armed robbery. I mean, why would we not want to get rid of these people once they've served their prison sentences? But they would be allowed to remain. Um, The second thing, though, is what really blows me away. It it, it seemed like it was just kind of an offhand comment 
originally made by some of the uh, folks running for president on the Democratic side. But this would completely decriminalize illegal entry into the United States or basically end illegal immigration by making it no longer against the law. Now, think about that, Bob, in the context of the reality of the coronavirus and what we're seeing around the world when this virus, when it became evident that this was going to be a global pandemic. Everyone's reactions, not just the United States, but everyone started closing their borders, started wanting to quarantine people who were coming out of China. In other words, we want to know where you've been and why you're coming here and whether or not we need you to protect our people from you. Now, can you imagine not having any kind of border security and the reality of this kind of uh, worldwide outbreak, which is not going to be something that is, uh, happens every now and, and then. It's going to be something that I think we're going to be seeing more of in the future. The other thing it does, I mean, we, we talk about in, in previous shows, we've talked about how hard it is, uh, how overrun the deportation courts are or the immigration right. court. There's a million backlogs. So if you come in and ask for political asylum today, it could take you a year to two years to even have your hearing. The, the New Way Forward Act would uh, create a pathway for those who've already been deported to challenge their deportations and come back to the United States. So they've, been, they've had their due process in this country. They've had their fair day in front of a judge, paid for by U.S. taxpayers. The judge has ordered them removed. They are removed. Now we get to entertain the idea that they might be coming back to 480 thousand people have been deported between 2002 and 2018, and they would all be back in line to come into the United States. Another thing that it does, it basically creates laws that make it impossible, uh, creates new laws that would make it impossible for ICE to really do its job. So if ICE um, uh, apprehends you and you're an illegal alien uh, and you're a flight risk, it makes it nearly impossible to hold them. Uh, the other thing is that if you uh, uh, apprehend an illegal alien and they claim to not speak English, to be gay or transgender or under 21, uh, you ha- ICE would have additional loopholes uh, to jump through in order to detain this person. I mean, how does... Uh, obviously you can see how difficult it would be to have Spanish language people there for every apprehension you made or whatever language the person speaks. But if somebody claims to be gay or transgender, how are you supposed to disprove that so that you can actually uh, keep them in jail? I mean, it makes it impossible on a practical level for ICE to do their job. Okay, let me uh, let me jump in here, Dave, because there's a lot of other elements to this I want to hit. Uh, I want to talk about okay. the drug element. I want to talk about the drug element here. Current U.S. law makes drug addiction grounds for deportation. If you are here illegally and you are a drug addict, you can be gotten rid of. And why not? Of course, uh, why we, should we, uh, you know, impose the problem of other people's addictions on us and our citizens and pay for treatments and, of course, deal with any crimes that may be committed associated with that? But this is even worse. Current law also states that those who have committed drug crimes abroad or any, quote, crimes involving moral turpitude, end quote, are ineligible to immigrate here. The New Way Forward Act abolishes that statute, which means a Mexican drug cartel leader, and I'm quoting Tucker Carlson here, 
A Mexican right. drug cartel leader could be released from prison in Mexico, then freely come to the United States immediately. And if he right. wants to, he could come here illegally, and it wouldn't be a crime, because the bill also decriminalizes illegal entry into America, even exactly. by those previously deported. So that means yep. we've essentially erased our border, and we've erased the protections that we have that stop people who are drug dealers or drug abusers from coming into the country. It, it, it's right. it's a free for all. Come on in, bring your fentanyl, bring your bring your heroin, bring your cocaine, et cetera, et cetera, and bring your habit with you. By the way, because we will not penalize you for doing so. You know, it seems like the new mantra of the Democratic Party has has become bring them in let them stay let them vote and if you think of of what's going on and think of this bill in that context i mean somebody who is a known convicted drug dealer abroad what possible argument could there be to allow this person to to legally immigrate to the united states i mean think about the context of there are very few countries in the world that are continuing to take large numbers of legal immigrants. The United States takes the most at 1.1 million annually. But we are the, 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 at the very top of the list of destinations for people of where they want to come. In other words, Bob, we can be picky. Why would we bring in drug felon, uh, felons or, or, or people who've committed crimes against children when we could be bringing in the best the world has to offer to make America a better country and allow those folks who are hardworking and, and morally upstanding to have a shot at their American dream. This makes no sense whatsoever. This turns logic on its head. But most importantly, it devalues um, the, the sense of moral upstanding in this country and, and what we expect of our citizens. If we can't even expect I, I might challenge you. I might challenge that wording, Dave, where you say most importantly. That is important, but to me, most importantly, it just simply endangers Americans. Uh, yes, the, mor- the moral upstanding is great, and, I, and I'm, of course, all for that. But I think most importantly, this endangers Americans. It puts American yeah. lives at risk. And and even even better said, as Tucker did, if this thing were to go through as written, and it won't, of course, thank goodness we have a, a Republican majority in the Senate and a, and a Republican president. For the time being, we have those things, and, and it would never go through. But if this found its way through, let's say in the next term or something of that nature, uh, it literally would do what Barack Obama wanted to do when he said, I want to fundamentally transform America, the the law-abiding, sovereign, border uh, enforcing nation that we are, the republic that we are, would literally be dis- it, it would disappear, um, and 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 American citizens would not have the liberties that they now have. Moreover, they would not have not have the protections they now have against crimes committed by foreigners who would just be free to come across this country, uh, come across our borders, and enter this country and do whatever they want while in this country um, with uh, with impunity. Right. Well, you know the the whole idea of. Um what impact might this have on Americans in terms of their quality of life, their personal health, their public safety? That doesn't even seem to be a secondary consideration to people who are sponsoring this bill. It almost seems to be, you know, to heck with you. Uh, our job is to, uh, you know, open up the borders to anyone and everyone who wants to come here, regardless of what they've done, and you sit there and take it. And the scary thing about this bill is that this is not going anywhere. It might not move in this Congress, 
but it will be back in the next Congress. This is, uh, listen to the party and some of its leaders and listen to their positions on immigration, where they want to, you know, decriminalize illegal immigration, open up health care to illegal immigrants, uh, you know, have sanctuary policies. This is a, you know, a marker of the of the direction of a an element, but a, a large element of the Democratic Party and where they would like to take our nation on immigration. Dave Ray from the Federation for American Immigration for Reform is joining us talking about the new way forward, a bill that um, is a very, very uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that I can use on the radio. We'll just call it we'll just call it a, a dangerous one and leave it there because it is uh, just completely um, at odds with uh, essentially everything in our Constitution and everything in our current criminal code that would be uh, turned upside down if the Democrats were to get this through. Dave, I know you and your team at FAIR are working so hard on all of these oh, yeah. things, making sure uh, that people are aware we uh, next time we talk, we're going to have to talk about some of the things that were included in the State of the Union address as well, including the oh, president's absolutely. the president's attack on and justifiable attack on uh, sanctuary cities, uh, which continue right. to endanger American citizens, and of course oh, yeah. um, his strong uh, defense of ICE and the uh, national, right. uh, you know, uh, federal police officers, essentially, which they are, that are responsible for helping to keep yeah. safe, uh, safe the people of the United States. Dave Ray, thank you, my friend, for coming in, especially you on bet, short Bob. notice great after we heard this. Buddy. And we'll get you again soon, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Have a great day. You too. That's Dave Ray, Federation for American Immigration Reform. We've hit 9.51 now on the clock. We'll get a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, I want to try to get a call or two in before the top of the hour, if we can do so, at 216-901-0945. We are guest-free the rest of the way. Congressman Jordan will not be on until Wednesday, I was just informed, by the way. So uh, we have plenty of time for your calls on AM 1420, The Answer. If uh, <laughs> if you didn't know it, President Trump is an absolutely master, a grandmaster at trolling those who hate him. Uh, he is acquitted last week in the impeachment sham. And this week he is tweeting things like this. 26 minutes ago, the president tweeted, quote, Meeting with U.S. governors in a short while. All states are doing well. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> he himself for all states doing well, which is hilarious. And you know it is just triggering the haters. It is just, Those on the left are just seeing that and spamming replies at him. As he says, thank you, Mr. President, for all states doing well. Oh my goodness! It is just classic how much he, how well he knows how to get under his opponent's skin. He will make sure Biden says something stupid because of this, because uh, they can't not reply. Sanders, they all say something in response to "Thank you, Mr. President, for all states doing well." They just don't know how to respond to him. They just don't know how to handle him, and he is a grandmaster. I mean, it's incredible. He may not have been a politician. He is now. I, you know, I don't know anybody say he's not a politician. He is. Um, he, he was not a politician when he started this game, but he is one now. But being a politician or not, uh, he knows how to play politics. 
as well as anybody ever has. He just knows how to get his points across and how to get under the skin of his opponents to the point where they'll do or say something stupid and make him look great um, by comparison. I just love it. It's just so well done. All right, let me go to uh, Fairview Park and say good morning to Mark on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Mark. You're on the air. Go ahead. Morning, Bob. This is uh, just another one of the laymen out here wanting to add his opinion. I got up this morning, and uh, it's interesting you start talking about Biden because he was on TV on CBS. Mm-hmm. And just wanted to tell you that, uh, that this, this fruitcake Biden was interviewed on CBS, and we're still hearing the same worn-out lies about Trump saying there was uh, good Nazis at Charlottesville and how he made fun of the disabled uh, when he would wave his hands around, his arms around, which was has all been disproven. You know, but the Biden really needs to update his uh, uh, presidential spiel because the guy's way behind. And uh, also, I'd just like to finish up by saying the uh, the quote was from, uh, he was from Walter Brennan. It was from Walter Brennan. How many god darn times do I got to tell you that god darn lion dog-faced pony soldier? That Biden is no god darn good. Why do you Thanks, sound Bob. like Archie Bunker right now? Oh, well, I've been working you, on Walter Brennan. It sounded like Archie Bunker to me. And and when and I don't know I don't know who Walter Brennan is. I don't know what you're saying. Is that the name of a John Wayne movie? No, did you ever see uh did you ever see uh Sergeant York? Uh, I guess not. I oh, guess he not. Was a, he was a, Yeah, he was one of my big stars. Well, no. when, once once you see the movie then you'll recognize what I was trying to do. What what what, what so the movie <laughs> the movie is called Sergeant York? Yeah, Sergeant York. Very old is it, movie. Is it is it it's is is it a John Wayne flick? No, no. Well, all of their, all of the the the, the uh, Biden campaign uh, responses to all of the criticism he's getting is saying he didn't just make that up. It's from a John Wayne movie. That's what they're saying. Of course, there's no such thing because everybody's been looking for the John Wayne movie in which that line was used, and they can't find it. You're saying that exact phrase, the exact uh, way that you just said it was, uh, is is in a movie called Sergeant York. Oh no, 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 no. I, I'm just having a little fun with this guy, okay? But uh, uh, Walter Brennan was one of my favorite actors. All right, but you're he goes me. way back. He's me. in a lot, lot of older movies. You see him, but I, the, the main one I think of right now. Well, he used to be on okay. a little. Uh, a oh, okay, Mark, I got to get to the top of the hour news, my man. I got to go. I appreciate that. Okay, you just twisted you. my yeah. You you just twisted my mind into a pretzel. I have no earthly idea what what that was supposed to be now. I thought you were telling me you know where that line came from. There was a legitimate in, a line in a legitimate movie called Sergeant York. I am baffled. I'll try to unwrap that and make sense of it. Well, I'll probably just try to forget it. Uh- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.